This is episode number 114 with Chris White. You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the American Snippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending a little bit of your time with us here today. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my partner, Barbara Allen. And we just want to remind you, you know, if you got any value out of any of the episodes that we've done in the past, um, please share our podcast with a friend. Share some of your favorite episodes on Facebook or social media. And uh, most importantly, leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast. Those go a really long way in helping more people discover not only our show, but more importantly, the stories and the people that we feature here. Uh, Today's guest is Chris White. Chris White is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and the founder of Freedom Hard. It's an unapologetically patriotic brand that focuses on humor to convey its love of America. And I don't know, it was probably about a couple months ago, we actually did a Facebook Live uh, on our Facebook page uh, at American Sippets. We did a Facebook Live broadcast with Chris White and Freedom Hard uh, because at the time he was ramping up to do his very first um, Patriot Pride March that he was doing in Chicago. Uh, He went on to do that in a few other cities in the country, including Philadelphia, Uh, He's recently released a uh, social media platform called Freedom Hard, and we just wanted to um, share that Facebook Live interview with you here today. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Chris White from Freedom Hard. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Tell us a little bit about, I don't know. Chat for a bit. Say hello to your people, your community, stuff that they want to know about. Yep. How's it going? Uh, my name's Chris. For those of you who only know me as the Freedom Hard guy, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny the other day. It, it was actually maybe like a week ago. Someone had uh, messaged my my public profile um, page where it just says Chris White, and they send me a message. Um, and it says, man, you really look like the freedom hard guy. And they showed a picture of me running across the Astros field, uh, where a couple of security guards are like chasing me and I'm just wearing my red, white, and blue silkies. And I'm thinking really, I, how, how much do, do I look like him? Uh, same tattoo, same beard and like all that stuff. And they like, wait a second. And it was funny because they, they realized at that time that I'm the freedom hard guy. So, um, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. I, I usually get referenced as the freedom hard guy whenever I'm just scrolling through comments on the page or whatever. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things you could be called. Uh, I, you can be called that I have been called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times you've been called a racist in a week in this last week? <sighs> Probably not too much this past week. Um, Good. but it, if you rewind back um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, it, it depends on like if I'm rocking the boat with like whatever content I'm pushing through social media, it usually comes out to either, either, <laughs> either I'm a, a racist and or a bigot or, or both. Right. So, um, I mean, as long as, 
as, as far as as long as you're not seeing eye to eye with somebody else with a different point of view, you're one of those names for sure. Like that's just how it is in 2019, right? I can't even imagine because um, you certainly put yourself out there in ways that you know I do not or have not yet, but it's starting to look pretty good. But and I've been called a racist. I mean, dozens of times in the past yeah. couple months, and people are even saying Barbara Allen's a known racist. She's been a racist. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually had to, I didn't have to, I I kind of got a good entertainment at it for some time, but I, I had, uh, I had the reviews section on Freedom Hard posted for a while, right? And so uh, for the most part, there was a bunch of fours and fives that people would, you know, comment if they got a Freedom Hard product, they would review it and talk about how they liked it or whatever. And then Every now and then, if we have a customer service issue, somebody would like rate it not so good or whatever, and rightfully so. That's what the whole that's what the whole concept is, right? And so, um, but whenever I post something that's controversial, oh my god, there's a flood of negative comments and reviews that go there immediately. Like I would put the phone down, and within like two hours, I'd have like forty one star reviews from all these people just calling me all these names. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to turn this off. I'm not really gaining anything from even the positive reviews, so. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I've laughed enough at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you got to just keep going. But I think that is a, an exact example of the underlying issue, which you are combating, you know, in your, in your own way. So yeah. we'll get going here and talk more about your background. We'll touch into it quickly. And obviously what freedom heart is, why you got going and this huge news that you have uh, to announce sure. tonight and some crazy uh-huh. events you got coming up which has us all pretty excited too. Absolutely. So you're a you're a Marine Corps veteran. Yeah, that's right. I was uh I was active duty from uh 04 to 08 in the Marines. So and I know that you're like very what you call yourself a basic marine. You don't have anything exciting, you know, to say, but really anybody I think who enlists and I'm going to say, you know, especially in, in the Marine Corps or something like you know, you're signing up to do a job, you never know where you're going to go what's going to happen and what you may think isn't exciting is really pretty atypical for an individual like me who never served, you know? So yeah, don't sell yourself short. Um, Where were you, where were you in those years? Yeah. From, uh, from July, uh, 2004 to July, uh, 2006, I was in Japan uh, I was in Okinawa for for two years, and then from there I went to uh, to Paris Island, South Carolina. Cool. So you got out. What do you? When you got out, did you have a job lined up? Did you have a path chosen to take? I I I knew one thing, one thing only. Whenever I got out of the Marine Corps, I knew one thing, and that one thing was that. No matter what I do, I'm not going back into the Marine Corps. And so that was it for me. So I I literally threw all my stuff in a, a rental for a U-Haul. And I drove from <laughs> Paris Island, South Carolina, all the way back to Houston. I think it was like 13 hours or so, not knowing what the heck I was going to do. And so um, like most people, when you get to Houston, uh, you're either going to be working in the medical field or the oil field just because it's the global footprint of the world. Right. So I started working in the, in the oil field as I was continuing my education. What made you pick Houston? So I'm from Houston. Um, I was born and born and raised in Houston. 
went back there, stayed stayed at home with my mom for uh, for a few months before I could figure out what my first job was going to be. And so, um, I was I was I was taking uh, online classes for a degree in uh, security management. And so uh, I decided to continue doing that kind of on the side as I started working in the oil field. And it was right in the middle of the oil boom that took place in 2008. And so um, I was working a lot. And in time that I was supposed to be sleeping, I was doing a lot of my school. <laughs> nice. Um, so now you're not exactly in the, in the cut and dry corporate world anymore. Let's just get out of it. Yep, that's right. Yeah. I spent almost almost nine years working in corporate America with fancy titles and uh, managing big budgets and big team of people and all that stuff, traveling internationally. But I don't I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. That's a whole different kind of lifestyle. Some people are cut out for it, and some people are not. So you now you're the freedom hard guy, but people, and it's kind of funny, right. To be known, I guess as a freedom hard guy, but there's a reason for it. You go way out there. And I, I honestly, I don't know how I, how I missed you, you know, all this time and how I just now came, you know, came to know about you. And I'm so grateful that you reached out to us because I freaking love what you're doing. I think you got to really have, have a confidence and a conviction to go out there and put yourself out there the way you are. And you know, like, you know, I ha I often have very well-intentioned people saying like, well, maybe you should kind of dial it down a little. And I'm like, what, what I put out there is dialed down, you know, of me, right? But uh, you really got to, I think you just got to know who you are. You got to stick with it and be comfortable knowing. I think what we're finding on American Snippets is when we walk too, we try too hard to stay down the middle and appease people on both sides and not necessarily express our true feelings or who we are we get the mediocre response, right? But when we go out there and say, this is exactly who we are, this is what we stand in. But there's a difference, right? And you're finding it too. You can voice what you stand for without screaming it and voicing against, you know, in anger at other people. And I think yeah. that draws us to you too. So talk about what Freedom Heart is and why you started it and where you're going with it now. Yeah, so uh, so I went through this gap. I went through this uh, this time frame of not really being involved within the veteran community or yeah. dealing with patriots or or anything in that wider range uh, of of a topic for quite some time, right? Because I was kind of too busy doing my own thing, if you will, uh, when I was working in corporate America, and then um, and then in August of or July of 2015, I really started to get integrated back into. <clears throat> what I was learning at the time, the veteran community, right? So I didn't know much about like, okay, there's a veteran community. I mean, I get it that there's veterans and I guess you're just, you know, arbitrarily inserted into what's labeled as a veteran community when you get out from serving or whatever. But uh, I got involved into uh, becoming a, a veteran suicide prevention advocate, right? So I, um, I, was, I was involved in a lot of the hikes that took place. Um, I traveled the U.S., did like 25, six of them or something like that from coast to coast. And then I really? also, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, get to meet a lot of, a lot of cool people, a lot of veterans, uh, get to network and figure out kind of like the different struggles that people have post-military. Um, and then I also helped, uh, launch one that uh, took place over in London actually last year in June 2nd. So, um, it was kind of like an internationally joint, uh, led, coalition, if you will, between the U.S. and the U.K., because they're about 10, 11 years behind us in terms of taking care of veterans and 
disability, PTSD, suicide awareness, all that stuff. So um, that's kind of how I kind of started to shape um, my brand or my, my sense of patriotism, if you will. Yeah. And then uh, at the end of 2016, I had something kind of negative happen to me. And then uh, I took some kind of R&R time for a few weeks and um, kind of going through some dark times, like whenever it happened. And a buddy of mine reached out to me and said, oh, I think you should get into marketing. And I'm thinking, the hell does that mean? I've never been in marketing. I've been in like anything but marketing. So I don't even know what that means. And I sat on it for like two or three days and I decided to create Freedom Hard. Um, so I you know, created the, the, the Facebook pages, Instagram, secured the domain and started to go into town on, uh, you know, creating viral content that's all about patriotism, but also using humor as a platform to get there as well. So, so I'm big on the humorous side. Sometimes it doesn't lead towards patriotism. Most of the time it does. But, you know, the reason why the humor aspect is so important is because humor is very therapeutic, right? It's, um, it's one of the best tools out there that you can use as a great coping mechanism to overcome whatever struggles you might be going through. So if I can use that, you know, get some yeah. people to step away from the dark times that they might be facing for even just five minutes and I can gear it towards patriotism. To me, I consider that the holy grail. I love how and I'm just going to try to comment and read some of the things that people are saying on my nifty little phone down here. But I love how you're like, oh, I, you know, and I just started creating viral videos and then you just like carry on with the rest of the sentence. Like, dude, you, you don't just create viral videos. <laughs> <laughs> unless maybe, you know, you're Chris White, maybe you just magically just create them just like that. Right. But talk about some of the work that goes into those because sure. it's, not, it's not necessarily easy to go viral. I mean, I know you do some kind of out there stuff that people think or people say, you know, is out there, but even so there's something different about it. Yeah. So, so, it, so the origin for me, and it's, it's very different from other, uh, if you want to call them influencers or whatever, all across social media, like yeah. there's a bunch of influence. If you're a real good influencer, you can pick a multitude of topics and have nothing similar from any topic and you can still do the exact same thing. Those are the ones that are really, really good at what they do. Right. So, um, my, my whole thing about me being so patriotic that I'm yeah. over the top, it's kind of like, it's considered, you know, very much outlandish, sometimes arrogant uh, in comparison to like my neighbors. Right. So uh, back home uh, where, I, where I moved from in, in Houston, um, I would always be uh, very much patriotic in everything that I can. Right. So even if it's not July 4th, even if it's like <laughs> May 12th or something like that, I'm out there. I'm shooting fireworks at, you know, nine o'clock at night. No one else even knows how to get fireworks at that time of the year. Uh, I'm shooting off fireworks. I'm I bet the neighbor's dogs love you. Uh, they, uh, well, yeah, they, they get, they kind of go, they, initially they got crazy, but then they, then they started to get used to it. They're, they just, kind of, you know, yeah. they're just used to it. I'd have to have like 900 CBD uh, dog treats for my dog if I live next to you. But, uh, but no, I did that. That's cool. That's super fun. So you think it's uh, the patriotic element that kind of sets you apart? Because a lot of people do a lot of crazy shit out there, uh, you know, on on the Internet. But the fact that you have a, a message behind it and that message is patriotism, which contrary to what we're being told out there, people are thirsty for. They're dying. You know, there's a need for that. There's a community out there. There's a large population in this country who misses their just the simple days when you could just be patriotic without even thinking about it, without it being an issue. So you think that's what is drawing people to you? Well, I think that's kind of the irony behind it all, right? So like we were talking about before we went live, 
patriotism and patriots alike exist all across America. And it has been for hundreds of years and it will be hundreds of years way after me. But they exist seem to be in these very tight silos. So whenever they're patriotic or they're showing their patriotism, they're just kind of doing it within their normal environment as if they're only doing it to please themselves. Right. That's kind of like the gist of it as far as how I can see it. So with freedom hard, right, meaning emphasis on the word hard, like don't just freedom for yourself, like freedom for everyone to see, go over the top, let everybody know that patriotism is alive and well. And that's going to kind of like, you know, break down those parameters, if you will, and then bridge those silos together. Right. So somebody that might be down the road or in another city or whatever, they can they can hear that. Oh, yeah, it's cool to be patriotic. It's cool to show red, white and blue. And that guy's doing it. I'm going to do it a little bit better than him, you know. Yeah. Um, and so do you think like for me, right, my I lost my husband in Iraq and I know it's like cliche, but like I was handed that fold the flag. And I remember uh, when right after it happened, it took my kids. They were little. They're four little boys. They were six, five, three and one year old at that point. And we had a planned family trip just to the Jersey Shore. And I took them because. You know, I had to do that. And I remember when the national anthem played at 12 o'clock on the boardwalk every day, my son, my oldest son, and then my second oldest son, they would stop at that point and they would say, oh my gosh, mom, they say they're playing dad's song. And for me, that is forever. Like when, when they said that, that became their dad's song to me. Um, And I think, you know, with time they're older now, they, you know, lost some of the you know, the fire for it, they're in, they're surrounded by this culture that just sort of diminishes it and demeans it. But to me, there are always those little boys that call the national anthem their dad's song. And so when I first started seeing people kneel for the anthem and then tear apart the flag, like outside of the select groups that used to do it, now it's like the cool thing to do. You know, athletes are trampling the flag and um, people are kneeling and booing patriotism and stuff. It just kind of like, gets me. It's like a little twist of the knife, you know, in the heart. So I love, love, love hearing from people who still believe that patriotism is okay. I love what you're doing. And I love that you're having fun with it because not only do we need patriotism, but man, we got to have some fun too. Right. So what was the first viral video you did? So uh, the first one, the first biggest one, uh, cause I actually, I actually did it before I created freedom hard. Um, and what's that just for kicks yeah just for fun just just to do it (laughs) for fun and the the irony behind it was that I had this I I had this idea in my mind on what I wanted to do and how I wanted it to look yeah Uh, and it didn't really go according to plan at all and so so I taped a whole bunch of Roman candles to my arms both (laughs) arms um and just went into my backyard wearing barely any clothes but a whole bunch of uh patriotic stuff how old were you when you did this um, so it was about, it was three years ago when I did it. So I was 31 at the time. So I mean, I got like, I got that, like the Chippendale thing going on with like a bow tie, but no shirt. And then, you know, I'm just bandana and I'm shooting off a whole bunch of Roman candles. And so I didn't secure the Roman candles very well. And they start falling out the back end of my arms, but I can't see it or feel it. I'm just looking forward as like, oh, the Roman candles are shooting and stuff. And well, the person who was recording me, she's like running away from me, basically trying to like dodge it because all of a sudden all the Roman candles are just like shooting everywhere. Right. And so, um, they start falling out home kids. 
<laughs> yeah, they they're falling on my feet and like they're shooting my ankles. I'm I'm biting down on the cigar because my socks are on fire a little bit, and I'm thinking, oh my god. And so, um, I'm like, well, that didn't go according to plan. And so I just kept rolling with it, right? Like I'm not, I wasn't, you know, you only get one shot at doing it, right? And so I watched the video, and I'm like, like, damn, this sucks, man. Like that, this is not what I had in mind. This is not what the video was supposed to be. I just spent like six hundred dollars on all these Roman candles. Like that was it was just a complete epic failure. And so I launched it anyway. <laughs> and it just went like mega viral. So the funny part about it was that it, you know, it looked like World War Three in my backyard, and none of that part was supposed to be a part of the film, you know. But, yes, but you know, there's always silver linings, right? And there's always something to be gained from the biggest disasters. And if yeah. that's what you had to do, if you had to set your socks on fire and set off a, you know, some kind of crazy show in your backyard, then that's what you do, man. You 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 did it hard. You did yeah. it all the way. So that's great. So what happened after that video? Some Scott Kasan, Kasan, I don't know how to say that name, said that was a great video. It didn't suck, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I can't answer these as we go. I'll be looking at the phone all the time. Every, so. every year around late June, that video starts to go viral again. It's pretty funny. That's hilarious and hysterical. And I can see pretty much that's a that's a dude video. But I, like I have, you know, the four boys and that just doesn't really even surprise me, you know, much. I don't know. So, <laughs> I think that just resonates with moms across the country too. So then what was the next step? You did that video. You realized that even though you thought it sucked, right? People yeah. around the country didn't. Yeah. So I started doing a couple more. Um, like I did a remake of Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. And I used only veterans as we did like a picture and a picture thing as both videos are going simultaneously. And so that one was good. Start launching some more. And then, then before you knew it, I had... It only I'd only created the brand um, like uh, like 11 or 12 weeks before I hit like 70 something thousand followers on Facebook. And I thought, OK, I'm going to incorporate now. Like now now yeah. it's time to, to put that MBA to good use. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And so so I incorporated. Good for you. And then um, you fast forward till now and we've uh, we've tackled some pretty cool projects. I've got. Um, like I said, you know, I, I helped uh, I helped lead the uh, the joint venture between the UK and the US to help raising awareness for PTSD and suicide uh, within the veteran community over there in London last year. It was pretty cool. We had like 350 um, UK veterans and then some other countries as well that kind of joined us. So awesome! Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. What do you think? Do you run into people? And I know you know before we went live too, I was saying to you it was just funny because when you know after I chatted with you online. I went and I checked out your videos and stuff. I'm like, right, what is this guy going to be like, you know, in person? Is he, <laughs> is this who he is all the time? And it was just fascinating, like to me, and I had to see who you were. And so are people often surprised, like you're, you're like a smart, intelligence, well-spoken, you know, articulate kind of well-thought-out well, person? Or do they yeah. expect you to just be crazy? Well, the answer is is yes across the board because you have to attack it from two different ends of the spectrum, right? So yeah. there's the people that knew me and that I worked with before I got oh, into Freedom right. Hard, and then there's everyone that's known me only since you know the Freedom Hard guy or whatever. And okay. so, uh, you know, everyone who knows just like you know me in front of the camera or whatever, they're they get to know me kind of like this, and I'm thinking, what? Like, I wasn't really expecting that. That's pretty interesting. And so, and then there, <laughs> there's like my there's my family and everybody I used to work with that see what I do now. They're like, what? Uh, you used to be working at like fortune 300 companies and like managing like 40 people. And now you're running around in a speedo in your backyard, shooting off fireworks. 
it's much more fun and impactful. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I really decided to not go and kind of get my feet wet again uh, within, you know, oil and gas. You know, every six years, the pendulum swings equally back the other way and um, everybody's treated like a number. The price of oil dips below 40 bucks a barrel and then everybody's kind of looking over their shoulder, wondering if their number's up and they're going to be a victim of reduction in force. And I'm like, I don't want to be treated like a number, you know, Uh, they used to pay me a lot of money and it was good and everything, but it's not worth the bad times. And so I decided, you know, I'm just going to go and test, test the waters and figure out what I can do on my own and see if there's more meaning to it. I love it. So why do you think it's important now, especially to, you know, to promote and nurture patriotism? Well, now the answer to the question is because there's a, a there's a strong blatant attack on it, right? So you've got these uh, phrases and these organizations that are out there saying just the worst, ridiculous comments ever, like patriotism is racism. Like that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. I have never heard anything more stupid in my entire life. I'm going to agree with you. The thing that I've ever heard is because I have black friends and Mexican friends or, you know, Hispanic friends, Asian friends. We all love patriotism. So like patriotism is racism. Please explain that concept to me because somebody clearly needs to be drug tested. And, and every time I hear that, it just drives me. It just drives me crazy. So with the blatant attack on patriotism and it and it's separating these silos of patriots further and further from each other. Yeah. Now's the time to insert someone like Freedom Hard or other similar organizations as well, if not all about me and Freedom Heart, of course, uh, to, to counter that and say, absolutely, it's cool to be patriotic. It's freaking awesome. You should have pride in your in your country. I'm first a human, and then I'm second a patriot, and then I'm third a veteran. And other people need to be saying similar things as well. What um, do you say to people who say that promoting patriotism or even like wearing the uh, shirt with the flag on it or something uh, makes a political statement? Because this is what drives me crazy, too. If that is a political statement, then literally everything that anyone does at any given time of the day is a political statement as well. Yeah. That um, means I have, is a political statement. Yeah. We, I have, you know, friends who look at me and what we're doing. They're like, you know, that's political. Or if I actually share you know, a view I have and I'm, I live in New York, you know, so I'm like constantly being assaulted with all these things happening that I just disagree with. Right. And I, I can voice them and people say, oh, I thought you weren't political. I'm like, look, I think that we can be political and have a voice without attacking each other. And I think patriotism is the common bond that allows us, like, it's the ground we can all stand on and have these different views without attacking each other. So when they're attacking patriotism, I think you're just chipping away at the ground we're standing on and we're all just going to crash down through this hole being made. I don't understand why people are attacking the very the one safe place that we can all be whether you agree or disagree. So I love that you're building it up. Do you want to talk more about this event that you have coming up this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of back into why I'm doing it. So, you know, for the past two years and some change, uh, for the most part, Freedom Heart, Freedom Heart has been, you know, like kind of like a, an online brand as, in terms of its uh, recognition, recognition, exposure, growth. Um, you know, we're into the e-commerce side of business, of course, but it it has always been uh, my desire to make it a lifestyle brand. And so for the, you know, with some help here and there, um, I've, I've tackled projects and done certain things uh, from from coast to coast to help me kind of um, turn the turn the page a bit to make it 
more of a boots on the ground type of concept and a lifestyle versus something that people can log in with a set of headphones and, and plug away and laugh at some, some viral videos. So, right. um, so, you know, that, that's kind of like one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is like I said earlier, all these, uh, these blatant attacks um, with, you know, like I said earlier, racism or patriotism is racism. What really did me over is whenever I saw uh, that the U S flag was taken down from one of the ice. Oh my God. That made me crazy. Flag. Um, and for anyone that's watching, um, I don't care what flag they would have put up there. I don't even care if they, I would be probably equally mad if they took the U S flag down and put a freedom hard flag up. Like I would be as mad if they did something like that. I get it. that is not okay whatsoever. And there are consequences for your actions. Like, I don't care if well, it's there your- should be, but there don't seem to be, yeah. There are consequences for everyone's actions and they need to be held accountable for that. So one of the things that we can do is start to reach out to these different cities um, that tend to condone that ridiculous un-American behavior and say, okay, we'll counter it with the, with the Patriot Pride March. Y'all wanna do your marches? We'll do ours. So we'll call up all the patriots. Uh, we'll give we'll give everybody an opportunity to come show their level of patriotism. And what we're doing is this Saturday at twelve o'clock in Chicago, we're launching the inaugural Patriot Pride March. I love it, love it, love it. What is the so? What is that going to be? Say I'm in Chicago and I want to show up and be a part of that march. How do yes, I do that? The, the Crown Fountain at twelve o'clock. Show up uh, about eleven thirty to twelve to give you time to. Network, find us, um, you know. I don't think it would be hard to find. (laughs) We're going to stand out. Uh, We're going to (laughs) stand out with a lot of red, white, and blue. I can assure you that, especially me. Um, At 12 o'clock, well, I'll say a few words. We'll do the the Pledge of Allegiance, and then we'll step off at 1210. It's just under a two-mile march that we're going to make a big square around, uh, around Chicago. We'll finish right back where we started from. And then about 45 minutes after we get back, we'll go do something like a happy hour burger and stuff like that at a cactus bar and grill, which is just a couple of blocks away. So that's happening. It's the very first city that we're doing it doing it this Saturday in Chicago. We're going into the lion's den to do this and uh, we're going to try to make a difference. Um, and then what's as of about an hour and a half ago, it became official that August 3rd, we're doing three cities at the exact same time. 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in Philadelphia, D.C., and Columbus, Ohio. Amazing. So for this weekend, let's start with Saturday. What is your best vision for this? If you could handcraft a day and say, this is exactly what I hope to see happen, what is that? Well, first of all, the the, the biggest thing would be to, to have 500 people show up, right? Okay. And not just from Chicago, but and not just from Illinois as well. And this is already happening as well. we got a lot of people coming from the East Coast uh, to come join us as well. So I want, you know, 500 people to show up. Um, I want people to really wave their flags and wear red, white, and blue and show it proudly like Americans should. Um, I would like for people that didn't even know about the hike to see us walking down the street and join us with their family, with their kids, and say, oh, cool, I didn't know about this, but I don't have anything to do for the next hour. We'll join you guys. You, you guys look cool. Um, yeah. That's the that's the first one. I also want to uh, have a lot of networking that takes place. So whenever these patriots show up, they know what other patriots are around them because they've never met them before. And then I would like to see some of these people that travel from outside of the area want to pick up the reins and go do the exact same thing in their respective cities. Awesome. So is there um, 
are you going to be talking to people or just seeing how it goes? Like say protesters start coming out or, um, you, you know, you run into trouble. Is there, because we know that there can be people on all sides of the fence who kind of get emotional and hot and like, what's the worst thing that somebody who's participating in your event in this event could do? Well, let me let me preface it with the fact that, that this is a this is a nothing anti-march. We are not right. anti-anything. We are pro-America. Right. That's what we are. We're not we're not there because we're anti uh, anti-liberals, anti-democrats, anti-republicans, or Trump or policies or states yeah. or anything like that. We're not anti-anything. We are there to show pride as Americans. So a lot of the hatred and um, animosity, if you want, that usually builds up in some kind of negative event that takes place is because at least one of the organizations that show up are anti-something. Right. We are not anti-anything. This is Patriot Pride March is what it's all about. We are literally not anti-anything. I don't care if somebody who voted for Hillary comes up and wants to walk up next to me on the hike yeah. or whatever. I wear red, white, and blue with the U.S. flag. That's cool with me. And that guess what? That's going to spark the real change, right? So yeah. let me preface it with that. So that's that's the fact of the matter. Um, in addition to that, we do have security lined up. Some of the security guards, if you will, the people that are in charge of security will be marching with us. But the majority of them, you won't know they're there. Awesome. And I'm really glad you pointed that out. And that's why I asked, because, again, it circles back to it can be seen that anything patriotic is political. And that's where the people come out and kind of start attacking you you know, screaming things at you because they feel that you're just making a political statement, which I think is so sad to see that patriotism has been like twisted and contorted into this, like this tool that is used, you know, for politics instead of just being a safe, free place for everybody to kind of find some common ground and some unity. So that's awesome. What do you tell me again, the dates for the next three marches? Yeah, it's August 3rd, which is the exact following uh, Saturday for Columbus, Ohio, Washington, D.C., and also Philadelphia. Nice. Are you going to be at any of those? The plan is to make the Philadelphia one. I haven't been to Philly yet. Um, I've been to I've been to the other two cities, but I, the, the full confirmation for me being in Philly will probably take place immediately after this Saturday in Chicago. We'll see. We'll see what goes down. Yeah, uh, I'm wishing you luck. Are you going to be like... Are, you're just walking. Are you going to be like, I don't know, singing anything? <laughs> you know? so usually whenever I go on hikes, I always have a whole bunch of speakers connected to my backpack and there I'm playing uh, music, a uh, little motivational music, if you will. Yeah. And I've also been known to, um, some, to deploy a, some red, white, and blue smoke grenades as well. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. That may or may not happen this time. Yeah, I can either confirm or deny. And if you see them, it's not necessarily me that did it. I don't know. <laughs> Could just be another, you know, free-spirited American showing their patriotic right. streak. Right. All right. What is one thing that you would like to see if somebody's watching this or catching it later on the replay and kind of like on the fence and uncertain about Freedom Hard and your brand and you know, should I join this or not? You know, if there's something holding them back, what is one thing you would like to say directly to someone? Well, for anyone that hasn't heard about me or Freedom Heart, it's cool to be patriotic. It's really cool, you know. So we'll, we'll start with that one. Um, outside of that, check out these Patriot Pride marches that are we're still in our infancy stage, of course, and, and we still will be for the most part after Chicago. But um, help spread the word. Help spread the word. Uh, you know, right now, everyone that 
everyone that follows me or Freedom Hard, they're like, oh, but I don't live in Chicago. Okay, cool. Well, you can still you can still spread the message because someone that you might be connected to might be in Chicago, um, and tomorrow might have been the last day for them to say I'm patriotic. I give it up because we're we're getting we're getting you know, screwed over by everybody who wants to put on an attack against, you know, patriotism. So spread the word about patriotism, spread a word, spread the word about the Patriot Pride marches that are coming up. Chicago, uh, Columbus, Philadelphia, and DC, even if you're nowhere near them and you're on the West Coast for whatever reason, share the message because others might be looking out for it, you know. Awesome. So why is it, what is it about being an American or being in this country that you're so you know, proud of and and want to like, go to these extremes to instill that in other people or encourage that in other people. Well, it's <clears throat> it's the easy answer is that because and I'm I'll, I'll put myself at the tip of the spear when I say this, and I'm which means I'm making an example of myself is that we take everything for granted. We absolutely do, and I'll I'll say we I take everything for granted. Yeah. Um, every single day we wake up and take literally everything for granted. We're just so used to it. We're literally, uh, you know, pissing away opportunities that hundreds of others, hundreds of other countries don't have the opportunity to do. Uh, there's there's millions and millions and millions of other countries and other uh, people out there that would cherish the opportunities that we as Americans have that we take for granted on a daily basis. Not only do we take it for granted, it's been paid by, by others long before us. And yeah. so we owe it to them. We owe it to them to no longer continue to take things for granted. And the, the least that we can possibly do is show our patriotism loud and proud. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. We're going to stay in touch. We're going to follow up. We'll send updates out. All right. There you have it, everyone. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd like to thank Chris White again for doing that Facebook Live broadcast with us a couple months ago. Uh, if you were wondering, Chris White's Patriot Pride marches uh, went off without a hitch. They were very well received in the cities that he did them. He had a really great turnout. And, you know, Barb and I just love the concept of bringing proud, patriotic Americans together to celebrate all the freedoms and opportunities that we have here in this country because, you know, Chris is right. A lot of people take those freedoms and opportunities for granted. Uh, too many people are serving this nation to protect those freedoms. Too many people, men and women, have paid the ultimate sacrifice for those freedoms and opportunities. And, and we believe, you know, it's your duty to be successful. It's your duty to pursue more out of life. It's your duty to live a purpose-driven, fulfilled life. It's your duty to go after the American dream, which is alive and well. And it's your duty, uh, while you're building your own American dream, while you're on that journey, it's your duty to lift other people up and assist them along the way to show them what's possible. So, you know, we just really grateful that, you know, Chris White is, is doing that Patriot Pride those Patriot Pride marches. He also has a social media platform that he just released called Freedom Hard. You can check him out on his YouTube channel. You can visit americansippets.com, you know, check out the article that we have and we'll include some social media links there so you can follow Chris White and Freedom Hard. And that uh, brings us to the Great American Summit. So Barb and I and American Stippets team, we're having a, uh, our first annual event called the Great American Summit, April 17th and 18th of 2020 in Washington, D.C. 
It's a patriotic, personal development, entrepreneurial event that you can use to double down on your own American dream and pursue more out of life. You're going to learn from uh, incredible world-class speakers, amazing performers, and we would love to see you there. We have a Freedom Ring concert after the first day. After the second day, we have the Great American Reception, which is a small, intimate uh high-level VIP uh, networking event and mixer with a meet-and-greet of our speakers. And most importantly, you know, by reserving a ticket today, by purchasing a ticket, you will be making a direct impact because 100% of the net proceeds of this event are all going to various charities that we've selected, including the Gary Sinise Foundation, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, the Nine Line Foundation, and the Young Marines, just to name a few. So reserve your seat today, double down on your American dream, and make an impact at the same time by helping us support these amazing organizations. We have an early bird pricing right now, so just head on over to greatamericansummit.com and reserve your seat today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next week. <music>